Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know? I'm Brianne Griebel, with me is Mer Monson. Hello, Mer. Howdy. Uh, so we were doing our little spiel and, uh, we wanted to talk about, um, so we are, oh my God, what week are we at the recording of this in the, is this week three, week four of the isolation stuff? (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. It's all, this is like week number 487. Um, and we just are, um, we personally kind of are in this, uh, this the the doing like what are we supposed to be doing are we doing nothing is it okay to do nothing what happens when you do nothing what happens when you do so we're going to talk about i guess rest and doing nothing um because that's kind of what it looks like we've been doing and mer you you kind of brought this up about exploring you've been exploring kind of that space of like doing nothing, but noticing you still got some internal stuff going on and you were kind of reflecting on it. So what, like what walk us through what that experience has been for you and what, what what you're curious about it. Yeah. Nice intro. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Almost 90% of the time. uh, I'm like, I have no idea what I just said. Did it make sense? (laughs) Yeah. I know the feeling. And here I go. Yeah, this is this <laughs> your turn. I mean, it's so funny how we pick a topic and then you're like, okay, here we go. Like, I don't, we don't even take 30 seconds to oh, no. we decide know, gather our thoughts. Yeah, it's like, what do you think? I was thinking about these things. What do you think? Okay, well, you yeah. want to talk about that one? Yeah, let's talk about that one. Okay, record. <laughs> yeah, so like, as I speak, I will be also gathering. <laughs> yes, we'll be discovering what it is we want to say yeah. while we say it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just giving myself permission to sound, you know like an idiot for a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm here we By go. By the way, I constantly my give myself that permission. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blanket Infin- permission. Infinite slack in that area. <laughs> um, okay, so I was reflecting on the fact that, that, you know, there's so much less on my plate now. And I'm still engaged with work pretty heavily. Um. And my kids are around a lot more, you know, we're, we're together a lot. So that's, that's filling up a lot of time, but there are also other things that are literally off my plate that I don't have to think about, worry about, take care of, manage, be responsible for. And, and there is more space. There's a lot more empty space. And as I was sharing with you before we started, it's caused me to notice my internal world more of the time mm-hmm. and to, to just notice more what's going on inside. In other words, how, like how stirred up I feel, how peaceful I feel, how, um, 
Yeah, almost just like a, a level of energy or activity inside mm-hmm. is how I would state it. And I've gotten quite curious about how that internal state has nothing to do with what's going on outside of me. Like I, I've really gotten eyes for how independent it is from what's happening in, in the room I'm in mm-hmm. or the day I'm in mm-hmm. or even the hour I'm in and whether I'm up to something or whether I'm not and whether I'm engaged in activity in an activity or whether I'm not or whether I would call it work or whether I would call it play and really, really getting getting eyes for the difference between looking like I'm resting and taking a break <laughs> and and actually feeling on the inside like I am at rest. Mm. I, I am in that, that state of it's restoring, it's rejuvenating, it's, you know, like that internal hot tub, that internal spa, <laughs> that internal massage, I, mm. I, for lack of, of better terms for it. Mm-hmm. But, there, but it's so different. You know, when when you're in that state on the inside, like it almost doesn't even matter that you're whether you're doing something or not. Yeah. Or whether I'm engaged with something or not, or whether I'm on a beach or whether I'm in my office, like it, it's irrelevant because what I notice when I'm in that place, man, I'm just in love. <laughs> like even though it's ordinary, even though nothing sparkly is happening. It's just, it's, it's such a, such a beautiful space to, to be aware of. And, and I've just noticed there's more opportunity to be aware of it beneath the noise, both the noise in my head and the noise in the room I'm in. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been reflecting on this idea of, um, you know, I feel like you're really pointing to this, this idea of you know, we, we can even turn rest into a thing to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So um, annoying. <laughs> and I've had this very interesting experience in the last, uh, again, time is, a, is all warped on itself. I want to say about two ish weeks. Um, so from my experience so far during this pandemic that we're in, so my world didn't change a whole lot. Um, cause I tend to work from home. I'm in a, 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 currently in a tiny little town where there's not a lot going on here anyway. So I kind of feel like the town is always in social distancing. <laughs> um, but the one thing that, that drastically did change is I was going and seeing my mom in her, um, her home, her, she's in a, um, memory care home. I was going there every single day for on average about three hours. And, um, with the, quarantining and isolation and stuff they are they aren't allowing visitors so what was interesting for me is in the first week of it so much internal activity so much like I call it separation anxiety really um just constantly thinking you know in my mind it's like it was okay it didn't matter really how she was doing every day because I could see it if I could go in and see how she was doing, even if she was doing poorly, it felt good that I just knew how she was doing. <laughs> and then I had to sit with this idea of like just not knowing how she was doing. Um, and it just kicked up so much stuff for me and, and, and 
And then somewhere around week two, my mind kind of realized there's just nothing you can do about this. This isn't there's this isn't your fault. This isn't your responsibility. There's no there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you have to do. So around week two, I, I kind of had this this real different kind of rest where my mind had full permission to not have to be responsible for my mom's well-being or even just keeping track of her well-being. And I didn't realize, oh my God, I've been doing that almost every day since I've moved here. It's been almost a year now. Um, and it's like, just that life took that off my plate through all of this. It's like, oh, you don't have to feel guilty or responsible or anything. You know, it is what it is and it has nothing to do with you. And you can just go about your life until things change again. Um, and so that was just really nice. It was almost like a, a sigh of relief in a very deep way. Um, and then around, like again, around week three, it shifted again to this realization that there's a very big difference between the feeling of rest or the feeling of peace and the feeling of relief. And I think what most people are looking for or, or they're trying to measure is a feeling of relief. It's like, ah, oh, that's gone. Or, oh, that's here. But the feeling of rest and the feeling of peace, like that deep kind, it doesn't have its own feeling. It is just like the awareness of the feelings. It's the awareness of the activity. It's the awareness of doing or not doing. But itself, I, I, I say it feels like nothing, but it's it's still somehow a beautiful feeling. Like, there's just not a word for it. And I don't know if I've experienced this in a very long time because what I've been feeling is the feeling of relief when I'm feeling what I thought was peace. It's like, oh, that stressful moment has gone. Whew. Or, you know, oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Or, oh, just my mood changed. You know, it's the recognition of the movement from maybe a high to a low that we notice. But the feeling of rest, it's just the thing that's aware of movement and activity, not the feeling of the movement or the activity. And that's very, it's, it's new to me. And I'm, I'm, it's fascinating. Yeah, this is new for me too, right in this moment. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I'd never thought of that state as, as rest. Yeah. Because I, I like what you were saying, the, the distinction between like looking like you're at rest. <laughs> um, or, and that's, it looks like easy enough to do, you know, I'm just going to sit here and not move. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, we can be aware of our, our, our minds racing um, and we can try to do, again, trying to do something about your mind. It, you can't be at rest in that state because you're doing something. You're trying to quiet your mind. You're trying to change your emotions. You're trying to, you know, get through something. So the trying to do something with it is a doing. And so you're not at rest. And, and again, it's, this isn't saying right or wrong, do or don't. It's just a noticing of like, you can't find that deep kind of peace while trying to do anything. 
Yeah, I'm really seeing that. And it's so interesting. We don't realize how hard we try, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's lots of there's there's like hundreds of levels there's hundreds of levels of subtle trying i know <laughs> even when you're sitting perfectly still yeah you don't think you're trying and then you get it and then you then you like for whatever reason the trying stops and then you realize oh shit i was trying <laughs> yeah and then the trying not to try that didn't work <laughs> yeah but i i like the word stillness in that you, you can't do it. You can't do still. Um, but what I'm really noticing lately is that the stillness must be present. If you can feel movement, there has to be an awareness of stillness. Otherwise, movement wouldn't feel like anything. There would be no distinction. You know, and I, I think I gave this metaphor in the last episode, like... There has to be silence in order for you to hear music or to hear noise even. Like it must be present to like it is out of which like the music comes out of silence. So it has to be there. And it's interesting. It's because we're really good at listening to the music. We're really good at noticing the movement. And we get lost at, in life at that level. Like, let me pay attention to the music. Let me pay attention to how things are moving to the extent that we've lost the complete idea of like the stillness is ever present. The silence is ever present. You don't have to do anything to get there. It's what allows you to exist. <laughs> and isn't, yeah, but that's what we do. We try to get to the stillness with movement, with doing. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and as long as we're doing that, it just makes it hard to notice that it's already there. Yeah. And, and and we so we get into the habit of doing it so much that it looks impossible. We've been so conditioned into all of the ideas about how it works and what needs to happen and we've gotten so in the habit of doing and trying that it almost looks like it's impossible not to. <laughs> it sure does right it's impossible not it to sure do any. <laughs> it's like when you get when you when you when you've spent your whole life listening to music and being enamored by music how can you possibly hear silence and, and that's of course it, it doesn't you can't hear silence but it's even like the words fail at some point because we're so used to talking about it in a certain way we don't even have the words to talk about that which exists before anything else takes form, but must exist for anything to take form. Yeah. And I'm just noticing, I mean, the idea of resting in the stillness Mm -hmm. is just, especially when you start to sense you don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. That, that it's that it's always on offer because it's always what you're standing on. Mm. Or or what's what's holding everything up, what's mm. allowing everything to move and and tick and flow. Like one of my um one of my all-time favorite scriptures is um in the Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Mm. I, 
I don't know exactly why I love it so much other than I think it, it just comes from that experience of those moments when, you know, through grace, through whatever, you're, you're able to completely let go of doing. And the, the richness, the fullness that shows up when you do. Yeah. Boy, that statement, the simplicity of it. You know, and it just, you know, based on the conversation we've just been sitting here having, really hits. I had a, a visual pop into my head while you were talking. And um, to kind of take us out of this for a minute, if there's a lot of background noise you're hearing, uh, I apologize. I live on a very quiet street, but for some odd reason today has turned into a highway here. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> motorcycles and delivery trucks. And, um, just for you. It is what it is. It is what it is. But this, there's silence that must exist for those noises to be heard. Oh, nice tie-in. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you were you were talking about it there, and I had this visual, this fun little visual of um, a like a dry. Like I love it when a dried out sponge touches water. I don't know why that visual is so calming to me. I mm. love I love it, but it's. I just had this visual when you were talking of like, it's kind of like this dried out sponge. When it touches the water, it doesn't have to do anything to absorb the water. That's just what happens. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to go like, oh, this is where I have to drink up. Um, there is something about recognizing what that stillness is, what that silence is, what that peace is. There's something about recognizing it for what it is or, or kind of just understanding it in just the tiniest way, it does kind of do that for the soul or it looks like it does for me. Just like, just the second I recognize it and it just takes this, like, you know, when a, or, 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 um, a piece of tissue, like the corner of a piece of tissue and it just touches a drop of water and it just sucks it up. That's kind of what happens. Like there's nothing else to do. You just get a little glimpse of it and there's just some reaction, some catalyst that you just suck it up and then you're fully hydrated <laughs> and can go back out into the world and go dry out again, I guess. Oh my gosh. I love it. I so love it. I love It's a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> really? It is. And, and it's... um. Oh, the thing that's the, that I love about it too is that it's not about time. Mm. Like it, ha it somehow seems to happen beyond time. It absolutely, like it, it, yes. it can instantly, you know, hy hydrate you. Yes. Doesn't matter how dry you've gotten for how long. Yeah. And the other thing I love is that it has no agenda. Like it, hmm. it you're like, there's nothing that says we have to go soak up the water or you need to do it this way or for this long or. Yes. This isn't a prescription. Yeah. But yeah. it's endlessly on offer. I mean, the yeah. offer never goes anywhere. Yeah. Well, and it, God, it just goes to show. Yeah. It's like the the anti model to most of the the self help world, or even like the spiritual world, where like the intentions are gorgeous and beautiful. Of like, let's help each other out here. 
but there's something about going in as a you know in hot pursuit of this <laughs> i love your word <laughs> i am i'm i'm in a hot pursuit for stillness <laughs> Oh, you can already see it's going to be a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it looks like the right thing. To, it looks like the sensible thing to do until it doesn't. Like, right? We're laughing at it now because it, it seems, of course, you can't do it that way. Of course, you cannot go and pursue the stillness. You cannot make it happen. Um. But that's what so many of the models of the self-help world are about. Is like, let's go out and get that thing. Uh, and yeah. it's just, it, it's impossible. It'll actually keep you farther from it. It actually <laughs> keeps your sponge away from the water. <laughs> yeah, keeps you in the desert. Yeah. And it's almost a double-edged sword because, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you are actually consciously trying to get to that place, and and following these rules or instructions or methods or whatever, it can doubly hurt because you think you should be getting there and you're not. And then it feels like you're doing, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm flawed because I'm not doing it the right way. And it like, my heart goes out to everybody who's ever had that feeling because I know it well. I'm doing Mm. everything that the guru said I should. (laughs) I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, and again, I don't want to say that any of the, there's not anything wrong with a single thing that we do, but there, the realization of there is nothing you need to do and the seeing of why that's true will make all of those things unnecessary. You can still do them. I love to sit t- sometimes and, and meditate and I love to write and things like that, but I also know that that's It'll be a pleasurable experience, but it's not going to take me to the place that I already am. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you you just you get cleaner eyes for what tools or for what things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way of saying yeah. it. Like they're always of the moment instead of like a destination, a permanent destination. Right. And the, and they're they lose their appeal as a vehicle to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay, it's like so, taking, oh, wait, I just love that analogy because it's like, oh, it's the di- difference of like getting it. Like I, I just just talking about my husband with this. When I was younger, my family, we used to every now and then when we had some downtime, we would all just pile in the car and aimlessly drive. <laughs> and I loved those car rides. Now, to be fair, they quite often ended in an ice cream cone, but that was just a bonus. <laughs> that was a consistent thing. But my my mom or my dad would just they'd be we'd be home like on a weekend or something, and we'd just get in the car and like there was no they would just drive wherever they wanted to for however long they wanted. And I when you said the vehicle, it's kind of what any of those techniques or methods can turn into instead of like, oh, this is what I got to do to get to someplace specific. It's something you can use to just go see where you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and also like there are moments for me where I'm really wound up about something or up against it or, you know, banging my head against the wall or something. And, and some kind of action will occur to me. Exactly. And that kind of goes what I said, like that, but it's of the moment. 
Right, right. Yeah. That's just another way of saying that. Yeah, that's a like, oh, it's an inspired thing of the moment, not a thing that I always need to use, again, to get to someplace that I already <laughs> am. Yeah. Okay, so Brienne. Yes, Mur. Oh, we just got serious. <laughs> you said yes, my name. Okay. Get, I, I literally slipped up in my chair. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm going to get tested. You are. <laughs> okay, so here's the question. Yes. Let's hope it comes out clearly. Um, if I can't do anything to get there, I can't do anything to make myself hydrate, touch the water, fill up, whatever then like it sounds like i'm screwed <laughs> if i can't see it if i don't you know what i'm saying mhm so like like what's on offer when you're in that place well this gets down to the essence of what we're up to you and i when we call ourselves coaches or teachers or whatever labels you put to it. It's like, if this is something that cannot actually be done, what role do I have in helping somebody else get there? <laughs> right. Right. Or um, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and, and for do, ourselves too. Yes. Yeah. Do we have a role in helping ourselves experience that? That's my question. You know, I'm going to go back to something you said way back when, I don't remember what episode, but, but certainly within the, the first five or six um, and I, the way you phrased it, I'd heard, I, I think I even mentioned this in the episode. I'd heard the phrase before, but it resonated. There's getting eyes for what's not thought. And I, and I'm going to expand on it and say, there is a way to get eyes for what's not moving, <laughs> what to get ears for what's not music. And the only thing that I currently see, you know, the realization, I don't think we can control that. When it lands, like how it lands, I don't think we can control that. I, I don't know what it is. It, it, like I love the phrase, like a moment of grace. It comes from so far beyond the thing within me that decides what to have for dinner and thinks it chooses, like that makes dinner and decides what to eat. Like it's so far beyond that aspect of me that to try to make it do anything seems like nonsense. And yet, there is something to be said about losing your, how do I want to phrase this? Like we are so enamored. We, we have a taste for the action of life and we make it all of life. But there's something to be said about loosening your focus on what's happening that allows, and I'm using you, but the ultimate answer is I have no freaking clue how any of us see this shit. <laughs> you should have started with that disclaimer. Started there. How it happens, I actually have no freaking clue. And I realize that as I'm trying to sputter all of this I beautiful love, nonsense I, I love the honesty I love the honesty but keep going I want to hear the rest but I guess because it is absolutely there means it absolutely can be seen 
again, metaphorically, because it's not there in the physical sense, but you know, it, it, it absolutely exists. So there must be a way to experience it. But I think what we all have eyes for is the, I don't want to use the wrong thing, but, it, but we have eyes for something else. And we think that's where our focus should be. We think, well, I need to look at all of the action happening in life and try to figure out how to do the action better or how to stop the action. So we're so enamored with life at that degree or at that level or whatever you want to call it, that we've, we've almost like dulled an extra sense that we have. It's just because we haven't used it. Mm. You know, it's, I, it's not, I'm, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, it's just, yeah, it kind of is like, you know, I think, you know, I have, I've got a baby nephew that I just, you know, his parents are constantly throwing stuff on, on, on Instagram and stuff. And I just love, I'm soaking it up. I just love watching him. And it's like that ability we had when, that we were born with to just exist and experience and not need the experience to be something specific. We were born with that ability. And then we just innocently and accidentally throw in a whole bunch of other stuff in with it. All these ideas of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it and what life is. And like we're enamored with our beliefs in life and we lost sight of the fact that the belief must be born out of something. And that what it's born out of never goes away. So it can always be experienced. There's something about just getting that that makes it click. But again, I don't know how you get that. <laughs> you were born, like, I don't know how to give somebody something they already have. <laughs> yeah, it's like stand up and take a step towards yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like saying that. But yeah. you know, it, it just it strikes me that. I, I love even just the curiosity of it must be there because it has to be there in order for everything to be there. Like a nothing has to exist in order for all the somethings to come out of it. Exactly. You know, and it, and it, I, yeah, you can't see it until you see it, but, but you can look and at some point you'll see something because there is something there. Yeah, there was something for me when I realized. Nothing in life is true in the way that I think it's true. Pretty much everything I can think about is based in belief. And it's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. But looking at, that, those, at those things and realizing, oh shit, that isn't true in the way I thought it was true. Which leads me to the next thing. Well, if that isn't true, what is there? And then I land on something and then I question that, go, well, that, gosh, that doesn't look true now either. And then you just keep peeling away beliefs and thoughts and concepts and until you're left with, again, the birthplace of where they come from. But we're, again, we're so enamored with belief. We don't even think it's belief. We think it's truth. And there's. And yet, and yet what, what gets uncovered as those beliefs get thinner or fall away mm -hmm. is that is everything we need <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the only thing I know that's a, a quote-unquote a cure <laughs> for any of uh the stuff our minds do is it's just truth truth with a capital t 
seems to dissolve everything that came that everything that when you see like the more and more clearly you see truth it tends to dissolve what was built on top of it yeah like, everything writes itself yeah it just like you said it thins out those beliefs it it's it's like an antibiotic of sorts <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah we should talk about that more in another episode capital t truth yeah. I mean, directly. I mean, I feel like that's all we're ever trying to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I realized that as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> but we haven't really like, like Not, real direct, like, like let's actually word. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Using the word. Yeah. Um, 100%. Well, I think we're, I think I know what episode 21 is going to be. <laughs> Fun. But you never know. We'll change, we might change our mind before you record. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was uh, quite delicious. I enjoyed that thoroughly, Mer. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the sponge with me. That's my favorite. Yeah, I know. I feel like a full sponge. <laughs> I feel like a full sponge right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, hopefully, anybody thank who's you. at least a little bit more uh, hydrated. <laughs> uh, thank yeah. you, Mer. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.